We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nikhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night on We Are Women, Beauty Redefined. If you've been following me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen my friend Kendi, who is a gorgeous model, talented marketer, and creates really engaging and strategic online content to grow businesses. I've been wanting to have Kendi come on my podcast for a while now. And I am so excited for you to hear her journey with becoming a model, particularly modeling as a Black woman and the struggles and challenges that she's had to work through in regards to being a woman of color in the industry. Kenzie offers great advice for bringing up daughters who are confident and have a healthy sense of self-worth, especially as women of color. Kendi talks about the moment when she first became aware of her body and body image and how she felt growing up as the tallest kid in the class. Kendi is constantly booked with modeling gigs and has a large social media following, which is growing tremendously every day. She talks about her mindset when it comes to dealing with haters and her outlook on generating your own opportunities during the times that society may not offer them to you. Kendi also brings up a great lesson of embracing your age and stage in life and how you're never too old. I was curious about how people respond to Kendi and her husband as an interracial couple with Kendi being married to a guy who was white. So it was interesting to hear her perspective on that. We spoke about how to feel comfortable in situations where you feel self-conscious and her advice for girls who feel different. Let's dive in. Well, according to my mom and my grandma and my aunt and mostly everyone in my family, I was a complete princess and I wanted to be a ballerina. That never happened. But I also <laughs> wanted to be a model, <laughs> which ended up happening. <laughs> and everyone apparently saw this coming. They were just like, oh, yeah, like she's a little superstar. Like I just love like putting on a show and like trying on clothes and strutting around like in the house, playing <laughs> in my grandma's makeup. <laughs> doing my grandma and my mom's nails like I was just like super girly girl like when I was very young and then once I got into middle school I was like tomboy like <laughs> climbing in the trees like just being ridiculous like little hoodlum <laughs> that's so funny so what got you into your the modeling career like what actually happened or what I should say I guess it's more it's more of like what did you do what efforts and actions did you take to become a model? Yeah. So when I first started modeling, there wasn't really like a lot of information out there. And like, I was trying to get into modeling for probably like three years before I actually like got my first photo shoot. 
but it was really hard because like my mom didn't know how the internet worked or anything like my generation was like the first generation that really was like introduced to the internet and like took a class on okay this is how to use the internet this is how to search for things like my mom didn't know how to do any of that so we ended up going to like a few scam agencies and like we go and see someone that we thought was like a legit agency and next thing you know they're like oh you need to pay for a photo shoot with our agency photographer to start your book and it's like no you should never pay anyone they should be taking like a cut out of what you're making from the shoe and paying themselves with that like it should never be like before you get paid pay us like that's just a scam luckily my mom knew that information <laughs> so we weren't selling out money to scam companies but in high school I actually was dating someone whose mom used to be a model and I never even knew but somehow like it came up in conversation that I wanted to be a model and she told me like hey reach out to this lady that I used to do bridal shows with and see if like her company still exists mind you this was like 20 something years ago that this lady had last spoken to the owner of the company but she was still like up doing business in metro detroit so i sent her a message on facebook and she's like oh yeah i love your look like i'm looking for new models come and like model for me next sunday i went out there did a show all the designers loved me and like photographers loved me too and it just built up from there so I was just getting like a lot of shoots with like local photographers and designers and like expanding my book that way. And then I put those photos online to like attract more photographers from like this um, Michigan local photography page on Facebook and like Instagram. And it kind of just grew from there. <laughs> wow. It's so interesting how the universe sends us things and we just follow <laughs> the path. And yeah, that's so cool. So um you know, was that kind of your goal in life to be a model and get big? Or did you have other career aspirations as well? Yeah, I always wanted to be a model and just like see how far I could take it. But I was also super interested in like having my own like marketing agency because I love marketing. Like I thought that I was going to be making commercials like when I was in high school. I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go get my marketing degree. I'm going to be making commercials and ads and stuff. And like, I actually did do that. Like I was working at an agency for a few years and like I did programmatic marketing and like ran ads on the internet and like did out of home billboards for a Pure Michigan campaign and like did the home delivery ads for like all these stores of grand opening and things like that. And now I'm doing like social media ads and stuff for beauty and fashion companies. So it's really exciting. Like, I feel like anything that like you put your mind to and actually try and put the effort in, like you can do it. Cause I feel like everything that I've wanted to do, like I've done it just from like pushing through only time. Like I haven't done something that I wanted to do was like my own fault. Cause I counted myself out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Something that I noticed right from, from the beginning when I met you was your positive energy, your positive mindset. Was that something that was always a part of you or did you have to work on that? I feel like I was always like a pretty positive person and like sometimes it was to a fault because like people took advantage of like my trustworthiness and like positivity and things like that and we're kind of just like leeches of your positive energy <laughs> but I don't know I feel like there's good and bad things in life and if you can't like just realize that bad things happen to everyone and it's like kind of how you react to those bad things and make your life what it is like you can never really have a good life because I mean there's always going to be good and bad to appreciate the good things in the world yes totally agree I'm curious to know because you are well our listeners can't see you but you are a gorgeous <laughs> black woman and which is, you know you're minority was that ever something that 
maybe impacted your mindset in regards to thinking that you would not be able to have the success that you've seen today? Um, were, were you ever nervous about that? Were you insecure about it? Like, how, how did that affect you? I feel like when I first started modeling, I was like so young that like I really didn't like take that into consideration. And like my role models in the modeling world, like were Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks. So like I already saw that they could do it. So I was like, oh yeah, like I can do this. But like once I actually started modeling and like going to agency calls and stuff in like big cities like New York and Miami, California and LA, like you would see so many people that looked nothing like you like it was mostly like white or like if they weren't white they're like latina and i'm just like oh okay like i'm the only black person here and then if i wasn't the only black person here and like the black person's in front of me i'm just like oh god like what if they pick her first because so many different agencies were literally like oh okay we have a black person that's this shade that shade this one we don't need anymore like and i would apply at agencies and they'd be like oh we already have someone in our book that looks like you and like really all that meant was like there was a black girl with the same skin color as me because we look nothing alike. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And let's, let's talk about that for a minute, because how did that make you feel? Did that make you feel kind of, you know, invisible that, you know, we're so different. You can't take the same way you wouldn't say, oh, there's two white women with blonde hair. We don't need another one. Or there's one woman with white, you know, with, with blonde hair. We don't need another one it should really be equal to be the same for black women. So how did you feel about that? Like, how did it affect you? It was like kind of weird. Like it was kind of upsetting, but also kind of good. Cause I'm like, I mean, any agency that like operates like that and is like, oh, we just have our token black people over here. Like that is not a work environment. Like I want to be in. Cause like I've modeled for clients that like clearly did not know how to do black hair and makeup. And like, I'm sure that that's what was happening to the token black models in the agencies. Cause like, if you can't respect black people and be like, oh, okay, like we have 30 blondes and they all have blue eyes. Why can't we have 30 black people that all have afros? Like what's the difference? <laughs> like more than likely they're struggling and don't know how to do the hair backstage and don't know how to do the makeup. And now your makeup is a different color than your neck. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I've heard that it happens a lot. Yeah, when I like first started bridal shows, there was a couple different like bridal makeup companies that completely messed up my makeup. And like, it got to the point where I was bringing my foundation, like, here you go, these are the colors. Like, don't try to do whatever like chemist experiment you're doing in that palette. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Wow, wow. You know what's so interesting? It's that we don't think about these things as challenges until we hear about them from others, you know, because especially, you know, white women growing up, you know, they, they don't have these challenges. So when they get their makeup done, they don't have to worry that the makeup artist won't have their color, you know? So it's, it's just so interesting. How did you keep your self-worth and self-confidence even when you kind of felt like not discriminated against, but kind of like left out of the picture? I feel like I kind of just like kept taking up space like I kept applying for things I kept trying to go to agencies and like I submitted a lot of things online but like I love going to open calls because I already know like most of the time these agencies see a picture and like they put you in like buckets of people like oh okay these are like some nice blondes that might have the look we're going for like these are some pretty black girls that might have the look we're going for like these are some pretty Asian girls that might have the look we're going for but like 
the looks mean nothing like once you meet me and you like feel my energy and like see my personality like how would you not book me why would you not why would you choose anyone else (laughs) I love I love that okay so let's go back a little bit because I feel like there was something in your life that has given you maybe was the way your mom raised you your parents raised you um what what gave you such great self-confidence and a feeling of self-worth because I think this would be a really great lesson for people to you know to hear for raising their daughters I think like I was always just surrounded by strong women like my grandma was like one of the strongest people that I knew like she raised her kids after her husband died like by herself and my aunt was like um physically immensely disabled after an accident when she was five years old so like my grandma like put everything aside and dedicated the rest of her life to like taking care of her daughter and like the rest of her kids but like she never complained. My aunt that was disabled never complained. Like they were like the happiest people ever. And they just like always built me up and gave me like compliments and like told me how smart I was and like just like rejoiced in all my accomplishments and everything. And my mom was like also working really hard because like my dad was like in and out of the picture. So she was like really holding things down and like working doubles like at Wayne County <laughs> Police Department. Like she was just like super badass tough lady like she's like five six and she's working with these inmates inside of a prison like yeah don't mess with her (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah no that's so inspiring so so what I'm hearing you say correct me if I'm wrong is is to really offer your your daughters that that positive reinforcement that compliment them find their positive attributes and, you know, build on those instead of finding the stuff that maybe are not so perfect or whatever, you know? Definitely. Cause like, like every kid already faces challenges of like trying to make their parents proud. Cause like, that's what kids want to do. Like when they're born, they're just like, Oh, okay. Like how can I make my parents happy? But if you're like constantly telling your kid, like all the things they did wrong and like not giving them anything to correct it it's like oh my god you always get a a d or a c on your math questions like what is wrong with you instead of being like okay what don't you understand like can we get you a tutor can I teach you this stuff can I teach you how to google the answer (laughs) like something that's actually like constructive instead of just like tearing your kid down because there's enough people out there to tear your kids down they're gonna get tore down when they go to school tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah totally so true I love that so when, when did you first become aware of your body, you know, and start thinking about your body image or even not consciously, but just subconsciously? When would you say that happened? Um, honestly, probably like fourth grade because I was like super tall. <laughs> so I'm five nine. Like I was always the tallest kid, like in kindergarten and everything, but like, I didn't really notice or care at that point. Like people would tell me like, oh, you're so tall. Or like, they tell my mom, like, wow, she's so tall. Like, does she play basketball? Like, stuff like that. (laughs) But like, in fourth grade is like, when the boys became like, mean, and like, the girls became mean, too. And it was just like, all right, like, at this point, why are they being mean to me? They're like, saying stuff about me being tall, they're saying stuff about me being skinny. And like, honestly, it didn't bother me at that point. So I was like, well, yeah, models are tall and skinny. Like, that's what I want to do. So like, thanks for the compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I used to wear heels. Like, I'm like, yeah, I am tall. And now I'm even taller. And I'm looking down at the top of your head. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's too funny. Yeah, it's true. I guess because you already had that mindset that you wanted to be a model that 
it must have been easier for you as you're saying because you're just like oh I am different I am tall I'm model great my dream is coming true <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so when did you actually start modeling um so like my first photo shoot was actually when I was 18 and it was for the fashion institute of uh technical design in like Troy Michigan this girl like reached out to me and she's like oh my god like you're so beautiful like do you mind like modeling for me for my fashion project it's my final and I'm like yeah so like I ended up doing this like what I thought was just a favor for some girl that reached out to me like online and was a student and it ended up being like in all the brochures for like trying to get new applicants to the uh, FIT school oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so cool and then how did it, and then after that you were signed to that agency you mentioned earlier they helped you um, so actually the first agency that I got signed to I actually like quit that same week <laughs> because um it was an agency in Michigan and I went to go see the woman and this was actually like my freshman year of college I was like 19 so I was like I had like my freshman uh <laughs> those freshman pounds on but it like all went to my hips it was like slim everywhere and I just had big hips and she's like oh well, you have perfect um model measurements aside from your hips like can you lose four inches and I'm like mm, no you can just take me off this roster <laughs> so that was like literally one week of being signed to this agency <laughs> and then after that I was just like back on the search for a new agent and I ended up signing with two other agencies in Metro Detroit that like were perfect and like already thought that I was perfect too they're like yeah you don't have to change anything like I was getting booked for all these things and like never had to lose a pound I don't even know what that lady was talking about at the first agency <laughs> wow that's crazy the pressures yeah. that they they put on models yeah it's really crazy like when I interned at Disney World um I wasn't like modeling heavily during my internship but I did like a couple small shoots and they'd always ask me like why aren't you a princess like you're interning at Disney and you're not a princess at Disney like what's going on but at Disney they measure you too and the princesses like have to get measured like before they even put their costume on to make sure they didn't like gain or lose an inch or like gain a pound or anything and they have to all be like the same height it's crazy that is so crazy wow wow yeah it's okay. ridiculous like if you gain weight during your position they just cut you wow wow yeah. that's brutal did you feel like a pressure growing up as a teenager um or as an adult even really to look like and I, I'm saying this with quotes like society's version of beautiful meaning most of the models that you saw who were white you know as a woman of color how did that did that add pressure to you it definitely added like some strange pressure because like when I was first like starting out modeling I was also a fashion blogger on tumblr and like tumblr was like kind of like pinterest like you just posted like whatever pictures you wanted and people like reposted if they thought it was cute and stuff like that and like I was like putting out my fashion photos and like my little model poses that I like shot myself and there was like all these other girls like getting way more like reblogs than me and I'm just like huh interesting like all these girls look the same like they're all like white super skinny like I look nothing like that like I have like curves I'm black like my hair is not the same like I don't know it was like weird to see how much attention we given to someone like just because their appearance was different but the picture was the same and I'm just like oh okay I see what's going on here but like at that point I was just like all right like I'm just gonna keep like doing me and like 
my fashion was just like out there. My makeup was out there. My pictures were out there. I was shooting my pictures on literally a stack of like books and pillows because I didn't have a tripod back then. And I was just like, I'm going to keep on like doing this and posting and like people who like me like me. If you don't like me, that's your loss. (laughs) Right. Right. That's such a great attitude. It's like to keep on going even when you see some, you know, challenges, roadblocks that you have to overcome and, and you'll, you'll find your way. You'll, you'll find your own version of success eventually when you look for the paths that are actually open for you. Exactly. And you just have to like, sometimes even make your own path. Like I have had so many different opportunities that just came to me from like working on just myself and like things that I like like when I was blogging on tumblr like I was technically an influencer but it wasn't called influencing back then like I was just posting pictures of outfits that I liked and like makeup that I did and I thought was cool and then other people liked it but brands were looking too and they're like oh like can we send you some clothes can you take some pictures for us and then now look at my Instagram (laughs) yeah yeah it's true (laughs) you were doing well for yourself that's that's for sure Yeah. And, you know, how did you deal and how do you deal with, with the idea of comparison? Because I know the modeling industry can can get pretty competitive. Yeah, definitely. It was like a real problem when I first started like seriously modeling and like seriously going to other like big agents, like Ford and like LA models and select like Wilhelmina seeing all the girls like out there and like how beautiful they are and you're just like oh my goodness like especially as a black woman because like there could be like five other black girls in there with you and like some could be ahead of you and it's like that same thing like oh no like is this agency like looking for a token like are they like oh we only need one like we're done now like okay we got two goodbye but like honestly the best thing to do is just like give it a shot because you never know at the end of the day like I've had like an opportunity to walk for someone that I really wanted to walk for. And it was like back when I was like in my comparison, like mindset where I'm like, mm, I don't know if I should do this or not. And then I didn't do it. And then I saw like the people they chose and I'm like, what the hell? Like, why did, why did I step down from this? <laughs> right, right. Always, always go for it. Yeah, definitely. Because you never know like what people are looking for. And like, just because you think like, oh, this person like probably would be a better fit. Like, you don't know what the casting director is looking for, like what that brand creator is looking for. (laughs) Yeah. And this goes for, by the way, just so we could, you know, clarify that this goes for anything that you're looking for in life. Not only if you're trying to become a model, you know, if you're a creator, if you're an influencer, even in business, whatever it is, any opportunity that comes to, to you. Um, or that you want to go for, you know, go for it. And yeah, yeah. Um, what has, you know, modeling taught you after being in in the industry for, for quite, quite a while now, right? Over a decade at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, honestly, it's taught me that like age is literally nothing. Like so many people told me when I was younger, well, what are you going to do once you're older? Like, you're not going to be able to model. And I'm just like, that is such a lie. Like, first off, it doesn't matter how old you are. Anybody can be a model. Like, even just in life, it does not matter how old you are. You can reach your goals whenever. Like, you can be an actor when you're 75. Like, you could be a model when you're 75. Like, clients are looking for people of all ages, races, shapes, like, everything. Like, you can't just count yourself out like, oh, 
I'm 30 now. I can no longer model. Oh, I'm 45. I'm pregnant. I'm a mom. I'm a dad. I'm a grandma. I can't do it. Like, no, you can. Like someone's out there looking for you to do the thing that you're telling us you can't do when you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love that. I actually was speaking with someone who was, who a client of mine actually, who started a business when she was above 50. And she was, she was saying to me, like, I feel like I'm just not I'm not 20 anymore. I'm not like those cool, like 30 year old entrepreneurs. I, I don't know, like people are, you know, are are not going to buy for me. And I'm just like, no, no, like your crowd is going to love you for who you are. You know what I mean? And everyone, there are people who are over 50 who need her products. There are people and people who are younger who will still love her products, you know, but I I think we we tend to get so caught up in in age and, and different factors like that, that are really not important. Exactly. Like, it really is so true that, like, we're our own worst criticism. Like, so many of the things that, like, we think are, like, negative factors, like, against us, like, no one even is thinking about that. Like, no one even thought that was an issue. Yes. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That's another great point, that we are so in our heads, and we think things, we create stories, okay? We literally create stories in our heads, right? That are not true. So true. <laughs> and it's important. That's the, thanks for bringing that up, Kendi, because that's, that's such a great point, you know, that we have to remember, like, think to yourself, like, you know, how coaches say they'll, they'll be like, is this, is that true? Is that true? Like when you say something, is that true? <laughs> and you're like, no, actually it's not true. You know? So it's important to remember that. It definitely is. Like, so many people are in their heads and like thinking that someone's thinking something about them but it's like like when's the last time you were thinking something bad about someone like unprovoked like probably has not happened unprovoked I love that you added that every everyone's thinking about themselves unfortunately yes (laughs) oh my gosh actually one of my best pieces of advice is from an older friend years ago who said to me, because I was feeling like insecure and a certain, I was going into like a party with strangers. I didn't know anyone. And she said to me, focus on other people, see what, how you can make them comfortable, see what their needs are. And you're going to totally forget about your own anxiety about the situation. And you won't even think about how nervous you are or whatever. And you're just going to end up focusing on other people and you'll end up feeling comfortable. Yeah, that's so true. Like, especially when you're modeling and like you're backstage somewhere before a show and like maybe you don't have a friend that got like booked for the same show as you so now you're like in a room with all these beautiful strangers like okay what do you do like (laughs) don't make friends (laughs) right right because everyone's feeling the same way as you that's the thing exactly (laughs) so when you go over to someone else and ask them you know I don't know just about that ask them about themselves you're gonna just change the dynamic And everyone ends up being comfortable. Everyone ends up being happy and comfortable. So (laughs) exactly. It's a one-one situation. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, totally. So even though, you know, your career is is as a model, um, I'm curious to hear if you've ever felt like you weren't being seen. Yeah, I definitely felt that way. Like when this was actually, when was my one like? Yeah, so last year I did Miami Swim Week and like I was feeling so unseen like before the casting calls because I've been to like four different casting calls, didn't get booked for anything. And then one of the, the 
the designers for um swim week like reached out to me but she was like reaching out to me behind my agency's back to try and like get me to walk for free when I already knew that like all the other models were getting paid so I was just like all right like this is really like ridiculous and like disrespectful like I'm over it but I ended up getting booked to walk for like black tape project which was really exciting and I'm just like oh thank goodness like <laughs> whatever you feel unseen like someone sees you out there you just gotta wait on it yeah <laughs> yeah putting yourself out there and eventually like the right person comes along and magic happens <laughs> and also it's also about um really protecting your boundaries and protecting yourself and and sticking to your guns like you were not going to work for free you know exactly um so yeah that's also really important that's great that you did that by the way that's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) I like try to set a good example because like honestly what we allow is like what people are gonna do and like so many models will work for free just because they want to have that like brand name or like oh I did New York Fashion Week or like I walked in Miami Swim Week I was in Vogue like okay and none of those paid you so like what are we really bragging for like start having like actual expectations for these brands to like come and support you because it is a career like you're dedicating your time runway shows are like 10 hour 13 hour days so like who wants to do that for free that's terrible <laughs> yes that is <laughs> that is the definition it's like the opposite of an energy exchange you know it's like energy drainage <laughs> drain and then you're like surrounded by people that are all talking to you and asking you questions why they like put fake eyelashes on you <laughs> yes <laughs> that's crazy wow wow so you know how do you deal with I I know you have a lot of people who support you and love you and fans also community but there are always going to be those people who are negative right the haters we call them how do you deal with those people oh my goodness I literally I'm the worst with like the haters because I feel like they really are just confused fans it's like you actually love me but like something is like reflecting in yourself like things that just make you feel inadequate and now you're mad at me when really you should be like asking yourself why am I mad (laughs) because I'm just like the haters like they're really like come and like leave me in comments on my stuff like they're the same people that are watching my story every day like they're giving me views they're giving me engagement with their comments so it's like I can't be mad at them like they're helping me like they're boosting the algorithm to be like oh this is good content they just left 30 angry messages Instagram doesn't know what the angry message they think my content's booming like (laughs) (laughs) my reel got like 7 million views and like it was literally like 60 like mean comments of people just like being haters and I'm just like all right cool like you guys just keep getting it more millions of views like keep it coming (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah yeah no it's so funny I you know that that's such a great mindset to have that you know it's like you're just shifting it to well how is it helping me it's helping me great for my career that's all (laughs) that's all that matters seriously like some people that say like haters make me famous like yes true and misery loves company also true like the people that are hating on you like sometimes you just have to be rational about it because it's easy to be like so emotional like they said this mean like racist thing to me like wow it's like okay well like why do they feel this way like their life is sad they see me doing something they wish they could do they're probably like single and alone living in their parents house like they're probably very unhappy in life so like can someone like that hurt your feelings no like I feel pity for them (laughs) 
right that's another I feel thing like pity that, and gratitude yeah. <laughs> right right it's like thinking that there must be something in their life that's causing them to act this way yeah yeah definitely because like so many people just have like trauma from like childhood and life and like don't know how to cope so they just like lash out on strangers or like whoever they can like especially online because they're like oh like there's no repercussions for this like you can't hurt me you don't know who I am like right right. it's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah totally wow did you ever struggle by the way is going back a little bit but um did you ever struggle with appreciating your beauty as a minority I know we kind of touched on that a little bit but we didn't you know just because you were you grew up in a pretty I mean white area you know so yeah um did did you ever struggle with that or or you just had that self-esteem so you were you're good to go I was um like always pretty comfortable because I went to like all black school until like fifth grade (laughs) and then in high school like I went to all white school but like at that point like I was already like in the loop of like all right like black people have like really cool hairstyles and stuff that like other people can't even do so like I don't care like I'm gonna wear it and like the people like at my high school there were some people that were like racist and would say like crazy things and I'm just like all right like can you really like talk crap about me like look at yourself (laughs) but there was like a point where like I don't know I had like this weird scene phase I don't know what was going on I was like straightening my hair while I like bleached it and like dyed it red and my hair was so damaged and I'm just like looking back at that time like damn I could I wasted four years of my life in high school I could have had a giant long afro like my hair was so healthy before I bleached it I'm like wow I really fumbled the ball there. I guess we all have those like learning curves and moments of insecurity and then we regret them after we're like why do we do that to fit in you know <laughs> Seriously, I'm just glad my eyebrows grew back after like plucking them to the skinniest brows ever. Oh my gosh, same by the way, same. It was like those not the um, not the nine like nineties kids. We all as in high school were yeah tweezing our, our eyebrows like so it was crazy. Like why? I, I did it because this older cool kid told me that I sh- that I would look better with thinner eyebrows. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I wonder if she remembers. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, so, so, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of beautiful, um, black women, black girls out there, right. Who, who might be feeling a little bit insecure, feeling a little bit out, out of place, um, surrounded by white people in a society that really values that the white beauty, so thank God we're kind of, we're, we're moving out of that. We're moving past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but when we look around, we still see that most of the supermodels are white and, you know, um, how, what advice would you give to, to those girls, those little girls to help them feel a sense of self-worth and, and beautiful in their own skin? I would definitely tell them like, only you can be you. And like, honestly, that's your best attribute. Like, instead of trying to be someone else, you should just focus on being like the best version of yourself. Cause right now we're in a really weird time where like everybody wants to be like someone else to the point where like we have mobs of women that look exactly like cookie cutter versions of their best friends. And it's like, why do you all have the same face, the same <laughs> body? And it's cause they went to the same doctor. And it's like, why would you want to be literally a clone of some other person where you could just be you and like whoever likes you and loves you and values you is going to value you and if you aren't valued or loved by those people like cut them off because that's just like taking up space in your life and draining your energy for like 
positive energy that you can put into like building yourself up and like accomplishing your dreams instead of being like oh these people don't like me like let me try to change their minds or like let me try to be like this person so they'll accept me like no you should not change yourself for anyone unless you're changing yourself for the better like maybe if you're an awful person yes change but like if you're a good person and you're just like feeling insecure about your looks or like something that you literally have no control over we all just came out looking however we look like no one got to choose that like I don't understand why certain people are praised for like how they came out like you won the genetic lottery cool you did nothing you did nothing you were born like <laughs> that's not impressive to me true so true by the way yeah yeah <laughs> right it, it's also about you know valuing things that are deeper than the way we look definitely because your looks are gonna disappear your looks are gonna change like my looks have changed from like the past five years just like going from a child to a teenager to a woman like your body is gonna keep changing your face is gonna keep changing and like the only thing that can stay the same is like who you are on the inside so like that's what's really gonna make people love you and value you like what can you offer them like on a different deeper level instead of like the superficial that literally can be bought and changed like you need to focus on what's actually important in life and like what actually matters in the bigger scheme of things. Like nobody's gonna remember like, oh, like someone had a gap and like that was sad. Like my mom has a gap, she loves her gap. My grandma literally like loved gaps and was sad that she didn't have a gap. She wanted to buy a gap. <laughs> like the things that people think are issues and like say like they're insecure about or other things that somebody else wants like there was a point where people teased me because my lips were big and now people are literally shelling out thousands of dollars to go try to get lips like mine and like take pictures of my lips so they can show their doctor like <laughs> if I changed my lips and like got them made smaller and then saw all these people calling around with big lips I'd be like what the hell did I do <laughs> yeah yeah totally <laughs> so it's yeah. like you just need to be comfortable with yourself and like focus on being like beautiful on the inside instead of just like beautiful on the outside which lasts for like who knows how long like yeah. inner beauty lasts forever 100% and embrace the the beauty that you've been given as you, you exactly know. it's um, like you are literally like passed down these like amazing traits from like all your ancestors and family like why would you change that like you're erasing the story when you change those things yeah totally totally love that um so an interesting thing that I'm sure comes up with you is you recently got married and you're married to a white guy <laughs> and that must be very interesting because you know you're black he's white um I know there's more to you know ethnicity than the way we look the way you look mm -hmm. and you know the way he looks um but what what how have people responded to to the fact like when you walk in together to a party or people who don't know you like have you ever gotten like weird responses <laughs> oh my goodness people have like the craziest responses it's mostly like online because people are like embracing online because they're like oh like there's no repercussions for me but like I don't know people think that like whatever they see is like reality and like some people are just like super ignorant so they're like oh if I know your skin color like I know everything about you so they're like 
oh, like this guy is white and he's with this black woman. And I'm like, actually he's Arab, but <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm still mad. <laughs> I was like, hurry, we'll say that. I was literally walking like down the street and like downtown with my husband and someone's like, separate yourself from the white man. And I'm just like, what? Like, why are you outside this angry this early in the morning? Like wow so so how do you deal with it when you get these comments honestly like I am like the major roaster I either like go into roast mode and I roast them or I just like ignore them I'm just like "Mm, can I think of something funny to say back to them (laughs) or I'm just like all right like this person sat like some people comment like on a page that has like their actual pictures and stuff and I just go on their profile and I'm like wow this is a sad person like <laughs> I see why you're like this or it's like just weird stuff on their page and I'm like yeah this is an unhappy person like it's so obvious they're just like crying out for help right right and nine times out of ten like they're single and like probably would date someone of the opposite race if that person wanted to date them because no one wants to date them. <laughs> right right oh, that's so interesting yeah um beauty really does has knows no color you know and and love knows no color so (laughs) I think that's one thing that people could take from this episode with you is that you know it doesn't matter what your background is where you come from what you look like you can achieve success you can be happy you can do whatever you want in life you know there's always a way that you could pave your own path and and, and I love that that's what you're doing. I love it. And I, I see you doing it, you know, because we're actually real friends. Um, so <laughs> not just Instagram <laughs> friends. Um, but yeah, yeah. If you had one message to give over to the next generation of women, what would that be? Um, I would definitely let them know that just because things like um, appear to be a certain way, like nothing is set in stone like we can change our future at any time like you can't let someone else's opinion change you someone telling you can't do something stop you like you're in charge of your own life like it might look scary with what's going on in the world right now but like you're in charge of your own destiny you just have to focus on like doing the best that you can do to accomplish your goals and like just ignore that background noise keep putting out positive energy keep helping people in the community and like you never know who you help that can end up helping you like so many things that I've gotten in life have been from literally helping someone out leaving a good impression on someone and they remember me and then they told someone else about me and now I got money out of it and it's like that can happen to anyone like we just have to actually always be our best self and like always be reflecting and improving like what can I do to be a better person like how can I make someone's day today like those are the things that we should focus on and once more people believe that and like act like that the world will be so much better off like we're the only things in our own way (laughs) totally I love that that's so beautiful and I could definitely vouch for you that that's literally what you're like so you're always helping people (laughs) and smile and happily not and 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 not in a way that you're trying to see like what you get out of it. It's just, you're just, yeah. you're just adding good and ener- wonderful energy to the world. So um, yeah. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? 
Yeah, if you want to learn more about me, I'm still Sunkissed Kendi on Instagram, but I'm actually using a new page now, Kendra Sot, since I'm married. <laughs> so on that page, you can find like everything about like my home decorating and like everything that I've binge bought on Amazon. <laughs> also, like all my outfits and like jewelry literally anything that I share on my page or like my story is linked inside of my bio <laughs> so oh, if you're see. shopaholic enter with caution <laughs> <laughs> right right I love it okay amazing well thank you so much Kendi for joining me today it's been so much fun to have you thank you for having me it's been so much fun catching up that's all for tonight thanks so much for listening connect with us on instagram facebook and tiktok at carmella cosmetics that's carmella with a k and on our website carmellacosmetics.com if there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 